Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. And I have developed a bit of a complex about the word schedule. I have to be sensitive to our friends in the UK and in Ireland who are enjoying the program on Sky Sports. They say schedule. And schedule. so every time, every time I say or hear schedule now, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. When I lived in the UK, schedule is the correct way there. I like schedule. Schedule? Schedule. It's definitely a word that gets used, gets used a lot more in the US, which is pronounced schedule. I don't like saying schedule anymore. Schedule it now is. Schedule. I prefer schedule. Schedule. Yes, one of the biggest issues that we delved into on Thursday, schedule versus schedule. Our good friends in the UK and in Ireland who see us live now, their time, whatever time zone it may be, we're not going back down that rabbit hole. They say schedule. We say schedule. I prefer schedule, Big Cat. Do you have a preference? I'll say schedule just because you showed me that tweet of the guy in England who said I was the funniest person alive and uh, make the show so much better and brighten everyone's day in the UK. That's I think that was the quite, direct that's quote. That's not quite, that's not yeah, an exact no, that was quote. Direct quote. It's not yeah, exact that was the exact quote. So sh- schedule I had for some, our I had, I had somebody ask me if you are as funny in real life as you are on TV. That was the question. And the answer? And, and also, uh, well, I, 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 I said he's not funny on TV. Um, <laughs> they, they, they think that, not they, the guy who sent the, the question, he, clearly doesn't speak on behalf of an entire country but yes he does he, he said that you you have a very british sense of humor whatever that means i don't, I don't know, know what, what that means. means i'm in but yeah no i think it was a direct it was a tweet from prince which one is still there prince you help me harry william prince william, william. i knew that prince billy boy let's go all right uh and off we go <laughs> we are talking about the 2020 schedule we're going to try to say schedule as much as we can. Actually, I, I can't. I feel weird. Say, I feel too fancy. Say, it's like I'm not worthy of the word schedule. I love it. It's great. It's fun to say. How did we have that deviation? How is that what the Revolutionary War was about? The pronunciation this, of schedule and schedule? 
this schedule versus schedule, I like that. Don't worry about looking or feeling too fancy because you never have looked fancy. So we'll be, Thank we you. know who you are. We know who you are. Thank you. All right. Uh, and we now know what the 256 games are by way of the when. It's amazing. There is nothing else that I am aware of where you have most of the information, right? We knew the who, we knew the where. We've known that for months. The moment the regular season ended, the moment that the 49ers beat the Seahawks, we knew that the 256 games would be played out in specific places between specific teams. But the application of the when, months after the fact, becomes, even when sports is happening, it's the biggest story around. And it's got to anger baseball and basketball and hockey. I mean, two of the sports are in their playoffs. The other one has just started its season. And the NFL drops the when onto the who and the where, and that explodes. And uh, I, but, but there's something magical about the release of the schedule, Big Cat. And I don't even this year where there's this vague sense because the commissioner issued a statement last night saying, hey, we'll be ready to make any adjustments that are necessary, which means some adjustments may be necessary, even knowing that. I get excited when I see the schedule or the schedule or both. Well, it, it, it really comes down to just kind of planning out your fall mentally and being like, okay, my team has this, this in September, this in October, this in November and, and on and on and on. And none of it really matters. We know how the NFL schedule just gets flipped upside down within two weeks of the season starting and the teams that you think are going to be good or not and vice versa. So none of this really matters, but as fans, there's nothing better than pulling up that schedule, maybe taking it and putting it on your uh, refrigerator, which is a, that's a classic move. So you can look at it every day and then you eventually have memorized the schedule and you know what's coming up and you know what trips you can plan. And, and it's, it's wonderful. It's great. It's part of the sports calendar when you have this moment in the you know late spring, early summer, where we can start planning out our fall and getting excited for NFL football. I have a very important question, and I'm not saying this sarcastically at all. Is it vice versa or vice versa? I don't think I've ever stopped to think mm. which is correct. I just use them interchangeably. Is it vice or vice? Is there a different pronunciation? What did I say? Whatever between the I UK, said was you said, right. You said, you said vice. You said vice versa. Now, see, here's v the difference between our relationship and... And my relationship with Sims. If Sims says vice versa, I am all over him. I am relentless. When it's you, I'm like <sighs> passive aggressive and very gentle. Try to make it sound like maybe there's a chance you were right. But yeah, you said vice versa, which is Well, dumb. it's often Just misspelled dumb. as vice versa. And that means that it's become part of the lexicon. We're fine. All right. Nice try. Um, five teams have primetime games this year. No, eight teams have five primetime games, or eight teams have eight primetime games. One of those is correct. Eight have five. That's what it is. Cowboys, Packers, 49ers, Rams, Bucks, Chiefs, Ravens, and Patriots. And I, I, can, I can get behind that, right? The Rams didn't make the playoffs. The Cowboys didn't make the playoffs, but they have that national brand. The Bucks didn't make the playoffs, but, but they have Tom Brady. I can get behind that. I don't have a problem with those many teams having five primetime games. Any of those stand out to you as not belonging? Well, the interesting one will be the Patriots. I mean, there'll be an interesting story no matter what because of Tom Brady leaving and, and what will Bill Belichick make of this team without Tom Brady. That will be fascinating to watch. But if Jared Stidham isn't the guy, that's going to that's gonna be tough later on in the season if we're watching 
a quarterback that is clearly not the guy playing games for the Patriots. But that would be the most fascinating question mark. I think all the other teams that you listed have uh, either, you know, are really, really good or have national prominence where you can't have an NFL schedule without at least a few Cowboys games on Sunday night football to make you feel like you're at home. You know, it just, it just, that says that, that is the, uh, the totem in inception to remind you that we're still in the reality is that the Cowboys are playing on a Sunday night football game. And, and this is what's fascinating about this phase of the Patriots' existence. Because over the course of the last 20 years, they have dominated the National Football League. They have become a national brand. And the real question is this. Do they have staying power on the national stage even if they stink? Because the Cowboys, more often than not over the past 25 years, have stunk. The Cowboys haven't been to the NFC Championship game since their last Super Bowl win, Super Bowl 30 against the Steelers in early 1996. But they still are the one team. If you ask a network, who do you want on your air more often than any other team, they're going to say the Cowboys. We want Cowboys games, night games, late afternoon, Thanksgiving, holidays, anytime, anywhere, Cowboys. Even though they have been mediocre at best, all things considered the past quarter century. Will that happen? Now, first of all, the Patriots have to become mediocre, which may be a ridiculous proposition, but but can the Patriots continue to stay in the upper echelon even if they are a 7 and 9, 6 and 10, 8 and 18? What do you think? Well, well, I, I think for this year specifically, Bill Belichick is not going to have a bad team because I just don't I can't imagine Bill Belichick not having a team that will find a way to at least be relevant in the standing. So I think even if they're not at the upper echelon, if they're not one of the teams going for a bye, if they're not, you know, 12 wins, 13 wins like they've been used to, I think the storyline of Bill Belichick trying to find a way to get into the playoffs with Jared Stidham will be fascinating and will be compelling television And Bill Belichick in general is compelling television. So he and he alone will carry that torch uh, in terms of primetime games. Now, what will happen when he retires, if that's 5, 10, 15 years, who knows? But for this season specifically, I think their story is very interesting and does deserve to be on primetime. And and here's what makes the point that I just made even more amazing. Because you're right. As long as Belichick is with the Patriots, the Patriots are going to be a compelling team. But Barry Switzer, Chan Gailey, Dave Campo, Bill Parcells, Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett. Those are the Cowboys coaches for the past 25 years. Other than Parcells, none of these guys is going to make us say, well, oh, we better pay attention to the Cowboys. And the fact that they have had that staying power, what is it? Is it? Is it? The, the, the silver helmet with the blue star, is it the Joneses? I mean, you know, th- this is the question I need to ask Stephen today, and I will. And, and there's got to be a tactful way to put it. I mean, I, you know, hey, Stephen, why do you think your team continues to be so compelling when it's not very good? I mean, but that's the case. Is it Jerry Jones? Is that it's, why? It, is, okay. What is it? I, I'll tell you, there's a few things. One's the stadium. Uh, I actually do think that matters. The stadium, the Cowboys stadium does feel like a big primetime game stadium because we, we were used to it. Even when it was the stadium before Jerry's world, 
with, you know, the, the opening in so that God can watch the Cowboys, it felt different in Dallas. Jerry Jones is absolutely part of that. And then I would throw in as a, a third point, the teams in their division, the Eagles and the Giants and the Redskins are teams that have had history that, uh, you know, if the Cowboys are playing the Giants, those are two big markets. So I, I think when you add all that together, it keeps that relevancy, even when they have been bad. You make an excellent point there, and, and I'm reluctant to give you that kind of credit. Two I to think one back me. to the 70s. I think back to the 70s when I first discovered football. And if you wa- and there are plenty of old games on YouTube from the 70s. And a lot of the NFL stadiums were crap holes, for lack of a better term. And you can see it when you watch the games. And there was something about Texas Stadium, and it may be just as simple as the lighting, but there was something about the way those games looked on TV. They jumped off the screen back in the days of the old, you know, rear projection tube and whatever they call cathode ray tube and the big giant fake wood paneling and low def. There was something about the Cowboys games, the way they looked. I remember the first time I was ever in Dallas in 1994 and I was going from the airport to the hotel and the, the vehicle passed by the, 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 the stadium. And I saw it and it's like, that's it. It looks like crap. I mean, you expect it to be palatial on the outside because those images from, from years and years of football, when all the other teams had crappy stadiums, there was just something about it. And maybe that is the thing. It gave the Cowboys an intangible, indefinable, but very real quality where everything they did felt special. And it stayed that way for the past 40 years, even though the past 25 years has been not that much special. And, and think about it this, Mike, to even uh, go further on my fantastic point, two to one me, the NFL has had a lot of stadium turnover you know what i mean there's a lot of new stadiums why why do some stadiums feel more special why does lambo and soldier field and dallas stadium even though it's different than what they had but it feels the same because it's jerry's world and it's huge it's enormous and it's all these things i think there's history in some of these stadiums and that's a little bit more rare as opposed to maybe baseball or hockey or anywhere else the the, the history in the select stadiums in the NFL. I'm even thinking of like how much of a bummer it is to watch the 49ers play not a candlestick. Like I'm still kind of not over that. So I think that these older stadiums or the stadiums that feel like they have history add an element to the broadcast that you just can't, you can't really put your finger on. But, but and, and here's the other thing too. I, I had no idea that we would go down this rabbit hole, but I think it's a compelling conversation. I'm a genius. Even if it isn't, I'm a genius. Continue. But but he, but but you know what? I was at Soldier Field last year for the first time ever, and I was in awe of Soldier Field, and and it just occurred to me now, for whatever reason, and you may disagree with me, I don't think that that same sense of awe when you're there comes across when the game is televised. Am, no. I, am I wrong? Eh, well, I think the aerial shots definitely play when it's by the lake. It maybe not. I think that's also the Bears are just bad. So that that <laughs> when that stadium, but is it doesn't rocking, affect the Cowboys. Yeah, I know when that stadium is rocking, though, it does feel different than uh, newer stadiums. I just th- there are just a lot. If you look around the NFL, I'm just doing it off the top of my head. How many stadiums out there? The Superdome's another great, great point. A Superdome game feels different. 
So maybe Soldier Field shouldn't even be in that conversation. I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll concede that because the Bears have been so bad. But there are certain stadiums that have history and meaning behind them, and games just feel bigger when they're played there. And I'm telling you, the lighting has so much to do with it. You're right. The games at the Superdome, you you can, like, there are certain stadiums where even if it wasn't the Saints playing, you can tell it's the Superdome. Just, mm-hmm. just, the, just by the picture, the lighting, everything, you can tell instantly it's a Superdome. You can tell it's a Cowboy Stadium. You, you, and, and you can tell it's Heinz Field, which really doesn't have the same history that Three Rivers Stadium had. But there are certain that just that, that is obvious from the get-go where you are, and then others where it's like, I don't know what stadium that is, and that has something to do with it. By the way, by the way, you won't be seeing any shots of Ford Field in primetime this year. The Lions are the one team that has zero primetime games. And Big Cat, it's not a primetime. It's early yes, it in the is. day. Every yes, game... Every game for the Lions this year is in that 1 o'clock Eastern time window, except for Thanksgiving, which I think starts a little earlier. I can't remember. But, um, but yeah, Lions, Lions get no night games, okay? Let me say I'll, I'll use that instead. No night games for the Detroit Lions in 2020. Okay, but that is, a, that is still considered a primetime game because it's a Thursday. It's something different. It's a quirk in the schedule. Uh, the Lions, another one. I wish you, know you have a weird definition out? of prime time. You have a, ver- a two, two to two, two to two. I'm not going to let it's you have, I'm not going to concede that one. No, no. no. prime time. Uh, Thursday morning is not prime time. The silver dome, bring back the silver dome. I know it still exists and it's uh barren. And I think in disrepair, maybe they actually, they, they actually just finally the last year or two uh, finally blew it up. But that's another one where, I wish they had figured out a way to have the Silver Dome still exist because there's history there. Now, yeah, yeah, I think it would have taken a lot to get the Silver Dome back to a point where they could play games. It reminded me like one of the scenes of the original Jumanji movie where the jungle takes over the house. I mean, it, it, some, some of the images of the Silver Dome were fascinating to look at, how that yes. place just got overrun by nature through 10 years of, of not being used at all. So, um, all right, let's see what else we have here. Uh, yes. Any other points on the primetime schedule you would like to make, Big Cat? Before we take a break, I'm gonna primetime schedule. Yeah, I I love that every team still gets a primetime game. That's probably my favorite part of the uh, NFL schedule, where you can make sure that your team does get at least one standalone game, where it's like, hey, everyone's gonna be watching you. Um, and I think that that's the definition of primetime. So it's still two to one me. I still think it's two to two. Prime, you cannot have a Thursday afternoon game in prime time. We started down this road last hour when you tried to say that Washington playing in the four o'clock Eastern slot on Thanksgiving counts as their prime time game. I reject that as well. So no prime time games for Washington. No prime time games for the Lions. And uh, I don't know. You know, coaches use everything they can to motivate their players. Is there any way? Do you, do you use that? Like, they don't have any respect for us. They didn't put us in primetime. I bet that that Matt Patricia and or Ron Rivera will find a way to get their guys fired up, that they think we're going to stink this year. Look, they didn't even bother to put us in primetime. Let's go out and prove to all of them that we're a primetime team or something. Did you did you just ask if a head football coach uses uh, the the smallest slight in the entire world as motivation? Yeah, I think they do <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And even even slights that aren't slights, even if yes. they have to make stuff up, they'll do it if it gets their guys properly motivated. All right, let's take a break. How difficult will it be for 
Patriots quarterback Jarrett Stidham right out of the gates. We'll take a closer look at the New England schedule when PFT Live continues right after this. Coming up today on NBCSN, after we are done, it's NBC Sports Football Flex at 11 a.m. Eastern. Lunch Talk Live at 12 noon. Catherine Tappan in today for Mike Tarico. Tony Dungy will be joining her to talk schedule. Rich Eisen show 1 p.m. Eastern and then a re-air of Lunch Talk Live at 3 p.m. Eastern. We will have you covered until 4 p.m. Eastern today. You do not need to change the channel. All right, definitely don't change the channel now, especially if you're a Patriots fan, because they're breaking in a new quarterback. It's Jarrett Stidham. They're not going to go out and get anybody else. It's Jarrett Stidham. It's the Patriot way. Bill Belichick wants to prove that they can go next man up. He was asked about Tom Brady leaving last night, and Belichick said, hey, we've played games without Tom Brady before. Jarrett Stidham coming out of the gates – Right against some defenses that were not by any means suffocating last year, Big Cat. The Dolphins, who were 30th in the league last year, week one. The Seahawks, who were 26th, week two. Raiders, 19th, week three. Chiefs, 17th, week four. Broncos, 12th, week five. That's a little bit uh, of of a more stout defense. But the first few games, it's not like it is a crippling defense. The problem is some of those offenses are good enough that you better score some points if you want to keep up with them. And I'll push back right here at the going to Seattle in a primetime game for a rookie quarterback. It's going to be very, very difficult. I don't care. Not if there's no fans uh, there. Yeah, I guess that's true. If there's no fans, if we're doing that, if we're pretending that there's going to be no fans there, then yeah, sure. But even the Seahawks two with, to three. Their, with their I'm rank. Two to three. No, you're not up two to three because I'm not. I'm taking the optimism side of things and saying there will be fans. (laughs) At the Seahawks is going to be a tough game for Jared Siddham. That just it's just going to be a tough game. So I don't I don't see uh, that one being easy. There is a couple easy ones to start with. You know what's going to be interesting, Mike, is the Jets. What are we going to get from the Jets this year? What are the Jets going to look like? Because we know that last year. You had the Sam Darnold with the mono. They were so, so bad in the first two months of the season. They feel like they kind of righted the ship. Now they have some protection for Sam Darnold on the offensive line. Do they have a, uh, do they have a season that we kind of expected last year where Sam Darnold makes the jump and has that progression as a quarterback? Because if the Jets become the team that we all expected them to be last year, and I'm not saying world beaters, but I'm saying a team that is in the playoff hunt, that is frisky, that is a tough out, that will drastically change what the Patriots schedule looks like and what the Bills schedule looks like. And it won't be as easy as we think right now for the AFC East. And and look, here's the thing that a lot of people believe as it relates to the Jets. And we see this all the time. When a team gets a new coach, the team uh, may start thinking about the quarterback position. The coach may want a different guy. And there's always been that question, how much did Adam Gase really want Sam Darnold? Darnold was there before Gase got there last year. They drafted James Morgan out of Florida international and James Morgan is such a compelling prospect he's a he's a a Brett Favre aficionado he's a Green Bay kid the Patriots were sniffing around James Morgan I mean look hey all all I know is this if Sam Darnold gets mono again if he has a mono relapse I think we're going to see James Morgan and that could be you, you just never know you know looking back on past years you never know where those stars are going to come from and I, I just, I, I'm just kind of keeping an eye on what happens with the Jets because I just have this weird feeling we're going to see James Morgan at some point and we're going to be pleasantly surprised by what we see. 
So this is the meme where the guy's looking back at the other girl while he's holding hands with the girlfriend, and that's you. So you're standing there, you're you're holding hands with Taysom Hill, and you're no, looking guess. back at James oh, Morgan. Oh, oh. So you're saying, <laughs> I'm done, I'm uh, done anointing uh, Taysom Hill, the next franchise no. quarterback. I've moved on to James Morgan, this guy that no one knows. I'm already saying that he is going to be the future of the Jets if Sam Darnold misses even one game. No, I'm full on polygamist in that regard. I, 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 uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I have capacity to have multiple okay. quarterbacks that I uh, fall yes. in love with. And Hey, Hey, and, and the captain of that club is Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, you know, I, I got lucky with Mahomes and was right about Mahomes. So I'm going to keep trying to find these guys that I think are going to become great quarterbacks. So it started with Mahomes. It continues with Taysom Hill. And now I'm keeping an eye on James Morgan. James Morgan is being evaluated for potential membership in the club. James but Morgan not Jared is in, Stidham. But not James Jared Morgan Stidham. is in Mike Florio's tickler file. So that's not a place you want to be. But James Morgan, you're there, buddy. And, you know, we, we should take Jared Stidham a little more seriously because Bill Belichick does, right? It's that simple. We're all trying to figure out, like, why is it Jared Stidham? Well, Bill Belichick has decided it's Jared Stidham. Bill Belichick didn't draft a quarterback this year. He drafted Stidham last year. He believes in Stidham. There have been multiple veteran players who have praised Jared Stidham and what he did at practice last year. That should be enough to get us to believe in Stidham. But for some reason, because we haven't really seen him, we've seen enough of Taysom Hill to believe in him. We haven't seen enough of Jarrett Stidham to believe in him. We're going to have to have him prove it to us, and it starts week one with the Dolphins coming to town. And, you know, look, that that is going to be an opportunity for him to build some confidence going into that game in Seattle. And that would be the moment, and we have that game on Sunday Night Football, where, you know, uh, we may feel very differently about Jarrett Stidham in a good way or a bad way based upon what happens in Seattle with or without fans there. So, you know, he gets that one opportunity to kind of get his legs under him, and then he gets thrust into the fire week, too. So I agree with you. Even though the Seahawks' defense wasn't great last year, uh, with or without fans, it's not going to be easy to go across the country for Jared Stidham, and that's his opportunity to prove himself. Yeah, and to to have the feeling that uh, even if the Seahawks' defense isn't up to par, to have the feeling that you have to outduel Russell Wilson, because that's got to be intimidating in its own right, to play against a guy like that is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and say, if I make any mistakes, they will capitalize on it. I'm also interested, Mike, with Jared Stidham. How long of a leash does he get? How long, what, what kind of, how many errors, how many, uh, you know, the, the, the progression here, the growth pro- process, how long does that last for Bill Belichick? Does he let him, you know, make mistakes for multiple weeks in a row before Bill Belichick says this guy's not giving us our best chance. I know that's a pessimistic way to look at it, but that's I'm I'm just always fascinated with that because we haven't had that. Bill Belichick, Belichick has not had to have this situation where coaches find themselves in maybe like a, a Mike Vrabel last year with Marcus Mariota. How long can you last with a guy like that playing quarterback and costing you games, but you've invested in him and they haven't invested what the Titans did into Marcus Mariota? But my point stands that dynamic between coach and quarterback is one of the fascinating ones in the NFL. And when you can pull the plug, Mitch Trubisky and, and uh, Matt Nagy is another great one. Like wh- where can you, where's the balance there where you're like, all right, we have to move on. And once you move on, you're kind of moving on. 
I think the leash is far shorter than we realize. And I think the fear of that leash is one of the reasons why Tom Brady was great for as long as he was, because ultimately it was that fear that Belichick was going to bench him or get rid of him. And, and look, Belichick notoriously kicked Bernie Kosar off of the Browns back in the 90s and sent everyone in Cleveland into a tizzy. And as rumor, legend, reporting, whatever has it, Belichick was thinking about doing it to Drew Bledsoe before nature took its course and Bledsoe got injured. There was a thought that Brady was the better option for that team than Drew Bledsoe. So I think that Belichick will be as cold and ruthless and objective and team-oriented with Jared Stidham as he would have been with Tom Brady, as he's been with any other quarterback. If you're not getting it done, he's not going to be accused of ever holding on to someone for too long. He will throw him overboard, and he will put Brian Hoyer in if he has to, and they'll come up with another plan next year if they need to. Let's take a break. You're going to hear a little bit uh, coming up of how Phil Simms missed out on playing golf with Michael Jordan. That's from the Chris Sims Unbuttoned podcast. And then we are going to draft the best games of 2020. Get ready to get dominated. Big Cat. We'll do that coming up next on PFT Live. Great Sunday Night Football slate. We talked about that last hour. We're going to approach the schedule in a different way now. We're going to have a draft of the best games of the year. And again, we knew the who and the where. We just didn't know the when. But when you add the when to it, it can make games more compelling than they otherwise would be. So let's do that now. Big Cat gets the trivia question. If he gets it right, he gets the first pick. The Seahawks will travel more than 29,000 miles this season. That's the most in the NFL. Which team travels the fewest miles in the NFL this season. The Eagles. You may have seen this somewhere up oh, close, close. It's the Ravens. Close. The Eagles like oh. don't have to get on a plane for like, I don't know. I, there, there's, I, I saw, saw something that. last night about, yeah, but it's the Ravens. They don't leave the time zone uh, that they reside in the East Coast, the Eastern time zone after week two. So uh, wow. the least travel of the year, the Baltimore Ravens. All right, the first game goes to me. And my God, there are so many to choose from. I got to go Chiefs-Ravens week three. I got to go the AFC championship game that wasn't. What? I have to. No, it's no, the that AFC. was my pick. I liked it. It's, it's a good it's, pick. It's the last two MVPs. It's Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and this is the next potential Brady and Manning. They're in two different divisions, so they're more likely to win their divisions each year, get to the playoffs, be in position where they cross paths in the playoffs. The only problem is the last two years, they haven't. And it would have been Chiefs at Ravens for the AFC Championship game if the Ravens hadn't lost to the Titans in the divisional round. And it feels inevitable that these two guys are going to square off in a, a playoff game at some point. They've played twice in the regular season. Both games were great. They play again this year. And this year, it's in Baltimore, not in Kansas City. Too early in the schedule now that I'm looking at it. Too early in the schedule. Who cares? No, you lose this game. Yeah. It's not earth-shattering. Okay, my first pick later but in you the schedule. Picked it. But you would have no, picked I it. No, I wouldn't have picked it. Week 15. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Week 12, Chiefs at Buccaneers. Mahomes, you said it will be like Brady and Manning. How about Mahomes and Brady, Chiefs at Bucks? We get to see that. So that one, and that probably would be the last time we see it unless they meet in the Super Bowl, uh, assuming that Tom Brady will retire within the next four years. So Chiefs at Bucks, you're going to get to see Chiefs and Ravens all the time for the next 20 years. Mike Florio, terrible pick. 
I'm picking the pick that you might not ever see again. Chiefs at Bucks, week 12, put it on the board. Now, I think if that game was earlier in the year, I could get on board with it. See, the later the game is in the season, Mm -mm, the less mm -mm. the certainty we're going to see the great players. Tom Brady's 43 as of August. He He may be retired by then. Both those teams will be ready to go in the playoff hunt. Give me that game, number one. I'm going to go one of the teams, yes, same location, Buccaneers, week nine, hosting the Saints on Sunday Night Football. And here's why. This will be the first Tampa Bay night game in years that we care about. The first significant primetime game in Tampa in years. Really, the most significant primetime game played in Tampa since Super Bowl 43 when it was the Cardinals and the Steelers. That's how big that game is going to be on a Sunday night with Drew Brees and Tom Brady. And they already will have played once. They play week one, so this is the rematch. However week yep. one goes, this is the chance for the guy who loses to get even in the stain. He's to get the one-to-one like we still are. And uh, I that that get, and it just it's it's a big deal. It's a huge game. If that stadium is ever going to be full, it's going to be full that night unless fans aren't allowed to be there. But we continue to be confident and optimistic that fans will be in the stands and they will fill that place. The Ray J will be rocking. Don't go a knocking, Big Cat. Another terrible pick by you. We've already seen this game week one. Who cares? It's going to be just a division <laughs> no, game. We'll probably cares? see the same two teams play next year who two cares? times. I'm going to go with my next pick, week 11. Week 11, a rematch of the most stunning playoff game from last year. The Tennessee Titans go to the Baltimore Ravens. What will we see out of this game? This is going to be a great game because you have a team that is looking for the ultimate revenge and a team in the Tennessee Titans that were ascending at the end of the year, had that incredible run. What will happen? We, we will see. What what week is that game? That we That's week 11. Who's the backup quarterback of the Tennessee Titans? You, you, you know? can't do this, do you bro. Know? You can't predict do you know? injuries. I can. For I can. I'm not. Wait, 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 I'm, I'm not. On, I'm not on, predicting injury. I'm just saying. Well, we know Brian Tannehill's track record. Time Whether time it's injury or ineffectiveness, there's a chance whoever the backup of the Titans is is going to be the quarterback in that game. If it's week time one out. or week two, sign me up. Week eleven, I'm not ready to assume that we're going to see the best against the best. That's all I'm saying. Timeout. Uh, to quote my good friend Mike Dickin, I will get to the quote. But you just picked a game in week nine with two quarterbacks over the age of 40, and now you're trying to tell me about injuries? Mike Florio, who are you crapping? Well, but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's the dick We've already quote, established. We've we've already I don't think it was crapping. We've yeah, already it was, established no, it was. that if the Terry Bors. Oh, yes. really? Yes. If 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 Tom Brady gets injured, they'll have Cam Newton, so that game's still compelling. And if and and if if Drew Brees is injured, it's Jameis Winston going back to Tampa. Even more oh compelling. Cats. Boom, roasted. Eight to uh, two. I no, get six no, points for that one. No, no. That's no, a touchdown. No. You know it's, it. You wait, know wait. it. Hold on. Taysom Hill's not the backup quarterback? No, he's not because Tamis, mm. Taysom Hill doesn't run the base offense. Jameis Winston does. It'll be Jameis Winston running the offense and Taysom Hill being Taysom Hill. Ten That's to weird. Two. That's it's, weird that you have digging. a guy on the roster. You're digging who's deeper. A, a future franchise quarterback, according to Mike Florio, he is. and he's not even he the is. second quarterback on the depth chart. Got it. Sean okay, Payton's paying twenty one million over two years. Are you saying Sean Payton's an idiot? Your next pick. God, I feel like I should just concede. I've won. 
I, it's there like, uh, it. it's like, it's like uh, resting your starters week 17. It's over. I've just obliterated you. You've been dominated. You've been destroyed. You, you should be ashamed this, of yourself. It feels good. Now even, I know why you do this to me every week. I kind of like this. You, you aren't even close. So go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> you picked terrible. You right. picked a week three game and a game that ha- has already been done. Okay. Uh, well, what do you mean again? Well, but still, I don't they care. Played, Those are the best games. One of the best game of the year last year was the last game of the season, the 49ers and the Seahawks, and they had played already, and they had a great game earlier in the year. But they got together week 17 for the final game with the one seed hanging in the balance, determines who's going to go to the Super Bowl as a practical yep. matter, comes down to the very end, and that was a game that already had been played, 12-2. to two. So, your, so your, pick, this is, so your ship a, is sinking, man. Pick a, week, pick a week 17 game then. Nah, I'm not going to go quite that oh, far. I'm going to go Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens Steelers. I'm going to go Ravens Steelers Thanksgiving night for a couple of reasons. Well, three reasons. First of all, it's it's a, a a replay of that that notorious Mike Tomlin tripping Jacoby Jones on the sideline or almost tripping him on the sideline on Thanksgiving night several years ago. Secondly, I I think the Steelers are going to be much better this year than last year and the Ravens are still going to be good. So it's going to be a very compelling and competitive and meaningful game late in the year. And third, for, it's just it's the Ravens and the Steelers for crying out loud. We have forgotten what a great rivalry that is. I think we're going to be reminded this year that it is a great rivalry, and I think that Steelers defense is going to be ready to go at home with Lamar Jackson coming to town Thanksgiving night. That's my pick. Book it. Okay, uh, my last pick will be Week 13, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Miami Dolphins. Two of Oh, Burrow. now you're just no. Okay. I, it's my pick. You're, that's my pick. I'm spreading the ball around, Mike. I'm making sure that I have good games everywhere. Most teams are are being picked. Listen, I'm I'm fascinated with the same draft class. You aren't. You aren't fascinated by the same draft class. I want to see who is going to uh, be the better player year one. So that is my final pick. Put it up on the board because I, I think I did something interesting that you aren't going to like because I, I'm smarter than you. Well, what did you do? Let's see. Let's see the picks. Let's see the picks. Let's see I don't picks. know that we have the graphic remember. ready. There they are. Yeah, you don't remember okay. your picks. You've done something brilliant, but you don't remember your picks. Go ahead. Yeah, I do remember my picks. Mike, you have the Ravens twice. What happens if Lamar Jackson gets hurt? Look at me. I've spread it around. I've made sure that I have six unique teams. That's how you do a draft. I tend to think that the best teams create the most compelling games and this is the best games of the year so the best teams would be in the best games more often than not boom roasted 14 to 2 all right who's we gotta to, take a break. who's to say who's to say also uh my bonus pick is uh bucks at saints week one first time you get to see tom brady in a bucks uniform gonna be better than my, the week my, nine game all right fine my bonus pick is cowboys rams week one first time we get to see that new stadium with or without fans. And on that point, Governor Gavin Newsom of California threw some water on the idea of football proceeding this fall. We're going to talk about the political climate in California, what that may mean for the three teams that call California home when PFT Live continues right after this. At a time when the NFL is very optimistic that it will pull off a 256-game season and there is a quiet belief that stadiums will be open by the time we get to September and the world has changed in a positive way, Governor Gavin Newsom, state of California, said via Sports Business Journal, it's difficult for me to imagine what the league does when one or two of their key personnel or players test positive. 
what happens for the game coming up next weekend. It's inconceivable to me that's not a likely scenario, so that's a very challenging question you're asking. And look, uh, the reality is if you test positive, you get shut down. Next man up. It's like any other injury. But there is a concern that that in California, and I'm not trying to be political here, there's just a concern that they're not going to be able to pull these games off. They're not going to be able to open the stadiums in California. That California will be one of the states where the requirements prevent the kind of gathering that you have at an NFL game. I think the NFL's attitude is by the time we get to September, the testing will be so prevalent, people will understand the risks. They'll tell people, if you're in a risk group, don't come to the game. Only come to the games if you either are positive for the antibody and you've already had it and you're not at risk, or if you aren't in a risk group and you can come to the game and not worry about getting sick from the coronavirus. Um, so, So here's why I mentioned this, Big Cat, because one of the things I look for in the schedule, are there places where they could take the California teams and have them share a stadium with someone else. And what I identified last night, it hardly means that this is going to happen. But just in looking, cross-referencing schedules, they could take the 49ers to Arizona, and the Cardinals and the 49ers could play their home schedules there with no conflicts at all, none at all other than what it may do to the field. But that's a different issue. No conflicts at all. They could play both teams out of that stadium. They could do the Chargers and the Raiders both out of Las Vegas with only one weekend where they'd maybe have to move somebody to Monday night like they used to do when a team that played in a baseball stadium had to stand down during the World Series. That's happened from time to time. And the Cowboys and the Rams could double up in Dallas. And you know Jerry would want that. Jerry would want to have those Rams games there. They would have one conflict to resolve there as well. So it isn't all that hard. And I'm sure, And again, the NFL is not going to wear this on their sleeve but they have to be thinking about the possibility of moving teams on a one-year basis to a different stadium, and it needs to be an NFL stadium with all the wiring in it to allow for the instant replay in real time that happens via the league office. But, you know, if California isn't going to work, th- there are alternatives for the NFL, and surely, even again, they're not going to tell us, but I think they're there, and when you look at the schedule, it's not all that difficult to make it work if they want to. I love it. I, I mean, you, you are definitely on to something here that this is this is probably thought out before they, they put out the schedule to figure out a way just in case California. Now, have they done anything similar with New Jersey and uh, the Jets and the Giants? Because that would be the other I, I'm one. Gonna, that's my next project. And, you know, okay. you look at the Jets, the Giants and the Bills, the New York, New Jersey teams. I, I, I want to compare their schedules to the three Florida teams, the Bucks, the Jaguars, and the Dolphins, and see if those three teams could could did, did, did the New York to head to Florida, not quite the, not quite the winner, but close enough, go down and play the games in Florida, assign the New York New Jersey teams to one Florida stadium each, and see if you pulled it off. I'm going to check those schedules at some point this morning and see if there's anything to that. Yeah, I love it. You have a great Friday coming up. All right, we're going to take a break. When we return, and you're not being sarcastic at all, we, we're going to wrap up this Friday edition of PFT Live with a look at the schedule for the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. That's up next right here on Pro Football Talk Live. Do you think that you're the first number one pick overall in any sport that is still living in their parents' basement a month after the draft? Yeah, my dad likes to make the joke that I'm a 23-year-old millionaire living in my parents' basement, so... 
Yeah, it's yeah. not a joke. It's, reality. it's not a joke. Not at this point. It, it, it's close to home. Okay, so are you sleeping in your childhood bedroom? <laughs> yeah, I am. How big I is am. the bed? I got it upgraded when I was in high school, so it's a it's a king-sized bed. Oh. But the room is Star Wars themed. Shut uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> That's from part of my take, Joe Burrow, PFT commenter, and Big Cat. And let me just say this. This is a clip that we got during the show, and, and we don't talk about this much. This show isn't the easiest thing to produce in the current climate. People aren't in the studio. People are busting their butts from home. It's crazy and difficult circumstances. And I just want to take a minute to point out stats, Rosie, Wyatt, Adam, Kristen, Nicole, Pete, EJ. We appreciate what you all do. I'm at home all the time, so it's no big deal. Folks have adjusted under difficult circumstances, and they get stuff done they get stuff turned around, like when you drop a clip on to us 30 minutes ago and we get it into the show. That's nothing you and I do. That's what they do behind the curtain, Big Cat. Yeah, easiest show I ever worked on. Seriously, just show up and everyone makes it easy. So shout yep. out to all those people. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, and it's true. And that's all you do. That's pretty much your plan. That's your prep. That's your approach. You just show up with your French press coffee and uh, off it goes. So, and we um, make magic, Mike. We make magic. What about Joe Burrow this year? What do you think? I, I got a, I got a good feeling about Joe Burrow long term. Short term, though, it's still, you know, a team that earned the first overall pick. Yeah, uh, I, I, I looked at the schedule last night. We actually, if you go to the part of my take episode today, we went through the schedule in real time with him when it when it dropped. I think the Bengals are going to be a little frisky because remember last year. Even, you know, at the end of the season, they were in some games. They had that stretch where they were really, truly terrible, but they didn't – They that team didn't quit. So I think they'll be frisky next year. Once they put Andy Dalton back in, he was 2-3 and three down the stretch. They have Joe Mixon, who is a very good running back behind a bad offensive line. A.J. Green's healthy. John Ross is there. And they got Joe Burrow. We got to go. We'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Bottom up, up, up. Valid one time on Friday. Participating McDonald's through 12 31 24. Excludes tax. Must opt in rewards.